Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Rapport Stereo Podcast is here. Higgity, have no fear. On today's I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, I raised the question, should I rename the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast? Yes, there's reasons why. Plus, the Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak and owner Jim Dolan, James Dolan, a.k.a. Little Jimmy Dolan, is on a dating app. Why? John Moran is in gun trouble? And how did my stay at the Airbnb work out? All that morning, fantastic museum quality Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast coming up right now. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers. A.k.a. the Dust Brothers. Start this puppy off with something real nice. Yes, start this puppy off with something real loud. Yes, but most importantly, start this Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast off with something real funky. Iron Rap Poor Stereo Podcast. Let's fucking go. Rappaport Stereo Podcast is here. Boom. Welcome to the Iron Dome of Disruption. Welcome to the Ziggity Zone of Disruption. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. the Sultan of Sniff, a.k.a. the Inflamed Ashkenazi, a.k.a. the White Chocolatito, a.k.a. the Flat-Footed Phenom, a.k.a. Mr. New York, a.k.a. the Raging Bullshitter. Boom. You are now rocking with the very, very best. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast is in the place to be. What? 
That's right, I referred to myself as the raging bullshitter today because last night when I was thinking about today's podcast, I realized I hadn't referred to myself as the raging bullshitter in a while. And I really, that name is really just... Anyway, I hope everybody's feeling good. Hope everybody's feeling safe. Hope everybody is feeling sane. I am back from five fantastic shows in Milwaukee. I want to tell you something. Those crowds, those shows in Milwaukee were awesome. Great shows, great people. Just a nice weekend. The weather was great. My Airbnb situation worked out well. Thank you for the concerned citizens who checked in with me. They said, Mike Rapp, how's your Airbnb situation working out? As uh, the world knows now and has been waiting on eggshells to find out how my Airbnb situation went. It went well. I, of course, everybody knows this. And when I say everybody, I'm being sarcastic. I feel like sometimes, you know, I read some of the comics. Sometimes people, I'm like, do you not get that this is... This is an entire joke. Let me give a uh, public service announcement. This entire podcast is a joke. It's a joke. It's all jokes. Whether I'm talking about LeBron James, whether I'm talking about myself, whether I'm talking about Pig Dick Donald Trump, uh, whether I'm talking about John Morant, whether I'm talking about uh, 21 Savage, whether I'm talking about um, Little Nas X, Lonzo, it doesn't, it's all a joke. You know, the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast, because when we first started, I can't remember why, you know, in Apple Podcast, we're in the sports category. We should truly be in the total shit-talking category. That category doesn't, doesn't exist. They have comedy. I wouldn't even say this podcast deserves to be in the comedic category. It should be in the shit-talking this is all a joke category. Don't take anything I say literally or seriously. Or maybe you should. I, I, listen, you got to figure that out. But if you're missing the tonality of the sarcasm while you're watching me, I don't know what to tell you. By the way, you can watch the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast on my YouTube channel, at Michael Rappaport, you could watch the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. And let me tell you something. It ain't green screen. It ain't CGI. It ain't AI. It's all, all true blue, 360 degrees, fully disruptive Mike Rap. At Michael Rappaport YouTube channel, um, you can listen to the entire podcast while you're watching. That's right. This podcast is being recorded with lights, with, with cameras. I mean, there's, it's a whole spectacular production. Anyway, where was I? Where was I, babe? It's all being recorded. No, before that. I don't know. Oh, people wanted to know everybody. Everybody wanted to know how things worked out for me in my Airbnb. Boom. I'm going to tell you full transparency. They had the, um, the key to get into. I was staying in an apartment, which was across the street, literally across the street from 
the arena where the Milwaukee Bucks play, Pfizer, Pfizer Tech or Pfizer or whatever it is, S-I-F-I, whatever, where the Bucks play, the house that the Greek freak built. Apparently some of the Bucks players stay in there or have whatever before they get to their own cribs. It's like one of those joints. The only problem I had is in this fob box, F-O-B. It's a fob lock. Now, my my host of my Airbnb gave me all the details because this was a five-star rated Airbnb, which uh, some of you guys said, if you're going to do Airbnb, read the ratings and you want five-star reviews only. Don't play around with four stars, four and a half stars, three and a half stars. Do not play games with that. So I didn't play games with that. But the fob box, when I got there, I'm like, okay, I, I know, like I just flew. I know who I am. I know my temperament. I'm trying to open the thing and it's like push it down and pull it. And at one point my fingernail got stuck on it. And I was like, okay, well, you're going to breathe. I just got off the plane. I've never done a fob box and I'm messing with it. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to get the fob box. And then I, I put my, my jacket down. I take my jacket off. Cause like, maybe I'm overheating, <clears throat> you know? And I reset the code, reset the code. So I do the code again, whatever it is. It's like five, six, six, seven. I reset it. Maybe I, you know, I can't get the fob box open. Now it's like five minutes of me trying to get this box open. You know what I'm talking about? Fob lock, one of these locks where they, you could like put something inside there. So it's like eight minutes of this going on now trying to open the lock. And I'm like, you know, I'm starting like, yeah, I could feel like the sweat under my pits come in and, you know, I go, let me readjust it again. So then I call Dean, the young shooter, who, of course, whenever I need help, this little shit doesn't answer the phone. Whenever I need, like, some, some help, because he's Mr. Airbnb. He doesn't answer. I call back again. He doesn't answer it. So I go, oh, fuck him. Who needs him anyway? The fuck is he going to do? I'm not stupid. I see the code. I'm going to redo the fob box once again. Try it again. I can't open the fob box. We're, we're now at 12 minutes. And anybody who knows me, or if you know anything about me, or even my persona and or in real life, 12 minutes of messing with a fob box in the hallway of an Airbnb in Milwaukee, I'm starting like, you know, like I'm like, and then I'm thinking, you know, fuck the Airbnb, fuck the host. I'm going to just go to stay at a hotel. I don't need this shit. You know, because at a hotel, you don't have to wait this long to get into the room. Like you just give you the key and you get in. The key don't work. You go back down and they get you in. I'm starting to like sweat, man. My phone is starting to die. So I sit down and, and I, I get on the Airbnb app and I go, yo. I can't open this lock. So the guy says, you could FaceTime me, ba 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 ba. So I'm like, just calm down because he doesn't know who you are. You don't want to freak him out. Don't show him your face, but try to get your, your tone in order. I think the guy's name was Ryan or Gil or, I don't know, Sean. I don't know what his name was. So I FaceTime him. And although I gave myself that pep talk to calm down, I, I go, yo, yo, I can't open the box. And I'm showing him the box. And he's like, uh, you know, 
can you show it to me? And he says, that's the right code. And I go, yeah, you see, I'm trying to do it, you know, and you got to push it down. I already like, you know, screwed up my fingernail. Like I, like I, you know, broke my fingernail on the thing. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, then I said, what the fuck? You know, like, but I know even the way I just said, what the fuck now, it was more, a more crass way of saying what the fuck. I have behavioral issues. This is how I get myself into trouble. And I had already talked myself down. I said, prepare yourself to to talk to the gentleman. He's probably just a regular guy. He's just renting out his Airbnb. He doesn't know who it is. I'm sure he wants to have a, a good experience just like he want, you want to have a good experience. He goes, I'll come right over. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. We're at 20 minutes. So I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, let me just, you know, get on the internet. I'll wait for this guy to come. Finally, like a little bit of the, the whatever. I got the fucking thing open. Boom, I got the motherfucker open. I text the dude. I go, yo, I got it open. He goes, great, da, 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 da. That was the only problem with the Airbnb situation. It did take 20 minutes off of my life. And I, I am going to say I breathed. I sat down. I took off, you know, the clothing I need to do to try to, it wasn't my fault. That fob box is flawed. And I told him, I said, listen, sir, I am not going to mention this publicly, but your fob box is flawed. You saw I had the right code. It shouldn't take this long, nor should I essentially need to go get a manicure. And I'm not saying I want to charge you for the manicure. I'm just saying that this fob box is flawed. But as you all wait on pins and needles to find out how it went, I will say I gave the gentleman a five-star review. I did not mention that his fob box was flawed. I love the Airbnb lifestyle, and I'm looking forward to more Air, B, and Being. I just think that fob boxes in general, if they all work the way this guy's worked, you need to be patient with these things. Speaking of being patient, you might notice that I have on not just my wedding ring, I have on, you're probably saying, what is that? What is that, what is that ring? <laughs> I have on, this is called an aura ring. It's a sleep ring. Along with my Apple Watch, I am monitoring everything. So I have this sleep ring. Um, um, it's not a yoga ring. It's not a friendship ring. I don't like the way it looks. It reminds me of somebody who's going through some, you know, self-introspective process. Um, like, you know, when people are doing, um, what, what's that, that Jewish thing? The red string when they're... Yeah, Kabbalah, whenever he's wearing the Kabbalah ring, like this is like, oh, to remind, you know, remind you to be a good person ring or one of those loyalty rings or anything like that. But it's my new sleep ring, which I'm enjoying and it's monitoring my sleep. I can't give you the results of it because it takes like a week to sort of ramp up and get your sleep schedule so far. But surprisingly, the first few days of my sleep ring, I, I sleep better than I think. Shout out to those CBD gummies. Anyway... I'm heading to Cleveland uh, this weekend. I will be in Cleveland Friday and Saturday, the 10th and 11th of March. The 10th and 11th of March. This Friday, this Saturday, four shows in Cleveland. Come see me live in Cleveland at the Improv. And then on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, 23rd, 24th, and 25th, the big trip to Indianapolis. This is the Midwest, the Midwest round 
of the comedy tour. All tickets, all information is available at michaelrapportcomedy.com. I got a couple of DMs from people that were in Cleveland, that are in Cleveland that are coming to the shows, and they said, Mike Rap, you know, you said a lot of bad things about Cleveland. Um, and I did. I did say a lot of bad things about Cleveland, and this was during the Golden State Warriors championship run versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. I've said terrible things about Baker Mayfield. I said terrible things about Johnny Manziel. I said terrible things uh, about the sports. I did talk publicly about the last time I was in Cleveland. We were there for the finals when, of course, infamously, I brought a broom to the arena, game three, um, to pre-clean the arena before the Golden State Warriors inevitably didn't sweep. See, I was there to help. They won in five games back in Golden State. People really, really took that the wrong way. They said, you're being antagonistic. How could you bring a broom to the arena on the third game, assuming they're going to sweep? And if you're going to bring a broom to the arena, at least bring it on the fourth game. I came with good intentions just to pre-clean, just in case they swept. I took my broom and I went away. That was an expensive broom. That was a fucking, a very, like, it was like one of those thick wood. It wasn't one of those cheap brooms. This thick wood broom that I got from a very good hardware store in Cleveland. The, the gentleman at the hardware store said they had been in business for like 83 years. And then, of course, when Cleveland won the championship the year before that, I had, I had a lot of feelings about the Cleveland Cavaliers fan who ate horse shit at the parade. And I said, what kind of people are in Cleveland? And, you know, I could understand rioting. I could understand starting fires. I could understand flipping cars. But why would you eat horse shit? What kind of people are in Cleveland? What kind of fans are in Cleveland that would eat horse shit when you win? That seems like something you would do after you lose a bet. When your team loses. Not something you would do to celebrate. Doesn't seem like somebody would celebrate by eating horse shit off the ground. That's a fact. Look up Cleveland Cavalier fan eats horse shit by his own choice. He wasn't being forced. He wasn't being held on. He picked up horse shit in the street and ate it. Not on some jackass Johnny Knoxville, Eric Andre, you know, weird movie. That was just a way to celebrate. And I generalized... The people of Cleveland, and it was just out of jokes. It was out of jokes. I was upset. I was upset because I, I could not believe that the Golden State Warriors, with the greatest record of all time, would lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Anyway, I also did mention that when I was in Cleveland, and this is, again, this is my bad judgment. While I was in Cleveland last time, for some strange reason, me, uh, Jordan, and Miles went and had sushi in Cleveland. That's my bad. That's, that's a decision that I should have known not to do. I had a pang. I had a taste for sushi. And, you know, sometimes you just got to just... I should have had better judgment because I had that sushi and it was by far the worst sushi I ever had. Um, and I talked about the food in Cleveland. And again, I generalized. It was because I was upset. 
nonetheless, I'll be there this weekend. I'm coming with love in my heart, and I'm, I'm anticipating some great shows um, and great fans who I'm sure have great sense of humor, just like I have great sense of humor because this is, of course, like what did we say a few minutes ago? We said this: none of this is real. None of what I do here is real. It's all, it's all performance art. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby, needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Stereo, get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees, iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. My final thing about Cleveland, and again, there were ramifications to that entire trip. I I went, you know, I went nuts. I would say things got a little bit away from me uh, that trip. Although I stand by my intentions. Because after I went to game three of the NBA Finals with that broom, I went to game five of the NBA Finals with a plunger in Golden State. And let me tell you something. The fans of Golden State were happy to see me with that plunger. They were happy to see me with the plunger, and they were saying, where's the broom? They wanted that broom. But they said, don't bring the broom, so I I brought the plunger. And I didn't say anything specifically about the plunger. 
But full transparency, I had Instagrammed earlier that night while we were eating in Oakland before game five. This is game five now. I had Instagram that I was bringing a plunger to the game for game five because we were going to plunge the Cavaliers right the fuck back to Cleveland. We we're going to stuff them down the toilet and send them the fuck home. And what happened was, by the time I got to the arena, I had gotten a call from, let's just say, the NBA Big Brother, and they said, do not bring that fucking plunger into that arena. You're not allowed to bring the plunger into the arena. Don't bring it into the arena. And I didn't because I wanted to go to see the game. So I left the plunger outside of Oracle Arena. But some people say, what's your problem with LeBron James? Huge capital allegedly. Allegedly, after that game, I was on the no-fly list with NBA tickets because of the aforementioned King James, the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. And I go, I am there to bring out greatness in you, LeBron James. There's nothing I can do to stop you from being great. I'm a fan, a fanatic. But since that game, I have not gotten free tickets. I have not gotten invited to any NBA event based on my celebrity and or fandom. And like I said, allegedly, somebody from the LeBron James camp had something to do with it. I will say this, going back to Cleveland Game 3 with that broom. I was courtside with the broom. There's a photo of me courtside with the broom with that freak Nick Wright, Fox Sports, who was baffled. He literally said to me, why are you bringing a broom? I go, because I'm coming to clean this motherfucking place up. I I have the photo. I'm coming to clean it up because he's a LeBron James fan. He thinks LeBron James better than Michael Jordan. He didn't understand why I was bringing a broom to the game. I told him to his face. I said, I come to clean up this joint. His face is confused. Clay Thompson was warming up game three. This is a fact. And when I saw Clay Thompson a couple of years later, later, he remembered. He's warming up. You know, Clay Thompson's focused. It's the finals. It's game three of the finals. They're trying to sweep them. I got my broom. It ain't a little broom. It ain't a sweeper. It's a full-fledged broom with a thick broom handle. Nice wood. Heavy. Industrial size. I said to the guy, I want the best, most expensive broom you got. He pointed me in the direction. Clay Thompson was warming up. He went, when he caught me with the broom, he was like, what the fuck? He knew what it was. By the time I got to my seat, my phone was ringing. Literally within five minutes, my phone was ringing. Allegedly, somebody from the aforementioned King James's camp Filed a complaint about me bringing the broom again. It's not like I ran around with my dick out saying, suck my dick, LeBron James. I had the broom. I'm a fan. It's well-intentioned. I didn't have a sign saying LeBron sucks. I didn't even have a sign that says LeBron. I had a broom. All I'm going to say is that that was my last run flying first class via the NBA. 
And I love the NBA. I love you, Adam Silver. Everybody knows this. Did I take things too far? I, I don't, I have to be, I, my yes. wife is, you think I took yes. things too far. My wife thinks I took yes. things too far. Yes. You're saying yes. Yes. We can't even go to a game anymore. We, we, we ruined our lives. <laughs> yes. My wife is saying yes. You can't hear because we have, the microphone is, listen, I got King of Chill on the, uh, the ones and twos here. Look up King of Chill. Look him up. Producer sound. Look him up. And, and my wife is right. The Knicks currently are on a nine-game winning streak. The Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. They are playing very, very good, cohesive team basketball and they look like a nice young strong cohesive collective group and I got to tell you this is the type of team that New Yorkers want from our New York Knicks we don't want a a paid a freak show like they had out in Brooklyn we went through the door and I'm not saying we're winning a championship I, I know it sounds like you haven't won anything yet I know we haven't won anything yet but we did beat Boston in Boston. That's like five wins for us. We beat the Boston Celtics in Boston in double overtime. Now, on the stat sheet, it's just one win. But for New Yorkers, that's like five wins. Because going to Boston and beating Boston in Boston, double overtime, when you guys like went to the finals last year with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart... We fucked you in Boston, and we fucked you a couple of nights before. If it is in love, why do I feel this way? We gave you that good old loving in Boston. I get, I don't think about this, but when it comes to Boston, the Patriots, the fucking Red Sox, that's not the point. The point is, is that the Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. And to coincide with the Knicks being on a nine-game winning streak, Jim Dolan, James Dolan, little Jim Dolan, is on a dating app, Raya, the Raya dating app, and looking like a straight dickhead. Why don't you stay out of the limelight? Get off the dating app. The Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. Do you want to fuck it up? You being on a dating app is the worst possible idea, the worst possible thing that the Knicks need right now. First of all, you look ridiculous. Look at his profile picture. What's with the blues hat? You're not Muddy Waters. You're not B.B. King. You're not Albert King. You're not Bernard King. You look stupid. And, and you know, a lot of thought has... I've never been on a dating app. But I would imagine, and, and, and people talk about it, it's a lot of thought and neuroses that go into 
unless you're just one of these like great looking women or great looking guys and you could just do anything. You, if you're a great looking guy or a great looking woman, you can wear a stupid jazz hat as your profile picture on Raya. But when you're five foot seven, short, fat, out of shape, billionaire, who's a public person, who owns half of New York City real estate and owns the New York Knicks and the Rangers and the building that they play in the world's most famous arena, and you decide to put yourself on a dating app? Do you, first of all, James Noel, do you not realize that we don't like you and we don't take you seriously? Did you think that you were going to go on this riot dating app and nobody was going to blow up the spot. Listen, it's a breach of privacy. I get it. But this is how out of touch you are. You thought that you were going to go on the riot dating app and no one was going to go, that asshole who owns the Knicks, who throws out fans, is on the dating app. I'm going to take a screenshot of it and put him on blast. You don't understand that if the Knicks somehow this year, let's just say... Everything went right. Let's say Giannis Antetokounmpo got injured. Knock on wood. I don't want any players to get injured. Let's say the Knicks superseded all expectations and the Knicks made it to the NBA Finals and we're playing Kevin Durant and the Phoenix Suns. Let's just say. And the Knicks win the NBA championship in Madison Square Garden versus Kevin Durant who left the Brooklyn Nets with a heave, a Jerry West heave from half court with two seconds left in the garden. I mean, the most spectacular, crazy, heartbreaking, gut-wrenching, gut-punch shot ever made. The fans go crazy. New Yorkers are going nuts. My 89-year-old father is in the streets naked celebrating. Old Knicks fans are celebrating. Willis Reed, Earl the Pearl Monroe, Dick Barnett, Walt Frazier, Mike Bibby, the ghost of Red Holzman comes alive. And they hand over the championship trophy to you, little Jimmy Dolan. The whole entire New York is celebrating. Do you know what the New York fans will do? Do you know what the New York fans are going to do when you, on behalf of the New York Knicks, get that trophy? We're going to boo the shit out of you. On the greatest day in New York Knicks history, you are going to be booed. We are going to boo you because you're an asshole. We don't like you. We don't relate to you. You don't relate to us. And you're wearing a fucking jazz hat on a dating app. You're out of touch. Do you understand that? We're going to boo you. If and when the Knicks ever do win that championship... I would sell the team because you are going to be humiliated and booed for your years and years of bad behavior. It's called bad behavior. It's bad behavior. It's adult bad behavior. And you have facial recognition at Madison Square Garden. You don't think that the riot dating app people don't have facial recognition? You look like shit, man. Talk about facial recognition. Your face speaks for itself. Nobody's checking for you. Besides your money, no one's going to be like, oh, look at this guy. You look like, you look stupid, man. 
what's mean-spirited? You're mean-spirited. Mike Rapp, be bigger, be better than that. No. The Knicks are on a nine-game winning streak. I'm not allowed in the goddamn building because of you, little Jimmy Dolan. Allegedly. It's all allegedly. Everything I said, <laughs> this entire episode is allegedly. Allegedly, 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 allegedly. I should call this podcast Allegedly with Michael Rappaport. That, I'm going to change the name to this podcast, podcast to Allegedly with Michael Rappaport. I am Rappaport Podcast. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. John Wall, baby. Needs no introduction. Every week, the five-time NBA All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA and what's going on now in the league. CJ will bring his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John Wall will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show to give their unfiltered accounts of what's really going on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok, will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tom Sizemore passed away. Tom Sizemore, who had a very, very, very good career in the movie Heat. I worked with him in True Romance. He was in that movie. He, I think his big break was in that movie with Sylvester Stallone, DTA, Don't Trust Anybody. Um, the one where Stallone was in prison. Black Hawk Down, um, Saving Private Ryan. And, uh, you know, very, very talented, came on the scene, made a lot of noise, you know, um, 
had, you know, the looks, the charisma, the skills to really make a name for himself as an actor. And he he really did a lot of great work in a lot of films. A lot of people uh, reached out to me because I think they assumed I was good friends with Tom. I was not good friends with Tom. I was friendly with Tom during a period of time. He was always cool with me. Um, we were very, very excited. All of us, him, uh, like I've talked about all the time, you know, doing the movie True Romance, Sizemore had really been rocking and rolling. Uh, me, Kevin Corrigan, Chris Penn, who also passed, Paul Ben Victor. Um, I remember a, a lot of uh, days on the set of that movie during the shootout scene, because that shootout scene we shot for an entire week, every single day at the old um, Ambassador Hotel, which is where Robert Kennedy got shot and inevitably died at that hotel. That's where we shot that scene. And um, a couple of Polaroid photos that I put out there have surfaced. And, you know, when someone passes, you start to think and conjure up memories. And, you know, Tom was, he was always cool with me. Um, you know, he, he was, you know, big personality. I was young. And, you know, we liked Tom. He liked to talk a lot of shit, liked to tell stories, loved acting, loved actors, loved girls, loved the women, loved being successful. And, um, you know, that was, you know, I didn't stay in touch with him that much after that just because, you know, people go their, their ways and it was very public. You know, the, the problems Tom had with drugs and alcohol, I always knew he was a good dude and a sweet guy, although he played these tough guys and, you know, he played, he, he, he wasn't like that. Uh, when I knew him and I knew him as a sober, you know, young, excited, ambitious, you know, actor, um, you know, he played these brash characters, but I just saw like a sweet guy who was excited to be working and excited to be, you know, starting a career, uh, thoughts, uh, to his family, um, and to uh, his friends. And of course the fans, uh, a top size more, uh, another, another person, 61 years old. Um, but I mean, just when you play around with that lifestyle, when you play around with those drugs and the alcohol and you go so deep in it, you know, your body can only withstand so much, you know, there's only so many people that could do all that craziness and make it out on the other side. Lawrence Taylor being one of them. Now, you might say, uh, Mike Rapp, that's a, a weird segue. That's a weird comparison. Like, maybe the reason why I'm, I'm pivoting from Tom Sizemore to Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor played football, finished playing football, and he still talks about, uh, you know, how, how he would get down. LT was out there, the MVP of the NFL on everything. Hookers, uh, he was doing it all. Which brings me to John Morant. That's the pivot. I went from Tom Sizemore to, to LT to John Morant. John Morant, who, great basketball player, 23 years old, who is now stepped away from his team, the Memphis Grizzlies, because of yet another gun incident. John Morant, after losing to the Denver Nuggets, was in a strip club with his shirt off. Right then and there, if you're in a strip club with your shirt off, gun, no gun, sober, or with a couple of drinks in you, it's already a bad night. Because if you're in a strip club with your shirt off and you choose to post that on social media, I don't care if you're a street baller, I don't care if you're a footballer, I don't care what you do. 
You're already looking for trouble. Things are already not going your way. You think they're going your way because you're like, yo, I'm chest naked in the strip club. Check me out. Things are not going your way. Because first of all, why you got your clothes off in the strip club? Second of all, why you got your clothes off in the strip club? But John Morant with the guns and there's been last week, last week, I didn't even discuss it because I was like... He's just like, what, what is this guy doing? There was a, a report that came out in the Washington Post, not Us Weekly, not People Magazine, not some, you know, gossip site. Not that Washington Post is, you know, everything they say is etched in stone and, and full truth and nothing but the truth. But there was a report that came out that months ago, John Moran had gotten to an altercation at his house with a 17-year-old while they were playing a pickup basketball game. I guess it was this high school, you know, up-and-coming player. They got into an altercation at his crib. Okay, that happens. But not only did they get to an altercation at his crib, then John Morant came out on some Master P uh, uh, Tupac shit, waving a gun, or he had his, his gun in his holster, and he had his, uh, you know, he's flashing a gun at a 17-year-old. And in January, there was another situation where John Morant's homeboys or John Morant and his homeboys were leaving the Indiana Pacers uh, facility, the, the Indiana Pacers arena, which I can't remember the name of it. And they had a problem with a security guard and the security guard filed a police report, an NBA affiliated security guard. So the NBA, they don't hire just Joe Schmo people. They hire like ex cops, you know, high end. It's the NBA. It, it ain't like Paul Bart. Mall cop. They hire real people. That NBA, NBA is a big, big corporation. If you work for the NBA for security, you're like X something. And allegedly, John Morant or John Morant and his friends had put red lasers on him. And this security guard filed a report because he was saying that the lasers were coming from guns, you know. And now this. And people, um, you know, everybody has something to say about it. John Moran put out a statement saying, you know, he apologizes, this, that, and the third. It was a very well-written statement. And a lot of people are saying, I hope he gets the help he needs. Where do you go to get help if you have like an affinity for flashing guns? My friend, and I'm going to do this the way Chris Rock did it, because Chris Rock did his special, and it was great. And I'll do a full review um, another time. But there's a controversial part of the Chris Rock special where he's talking about if his father came out as a transsexual or if his father um, became a transsexual, if his father became a woman. And Chris Rock prefaces it by saying, this ain't me. I have no problem with anybody. I'm an artist. I would have no problem if my father came out and transitioned to it as a woman. But my brothers would, which was... I don't know if this was true or if he was being very, very smart and tactical because taking it off of himself, and he said it at least two times, maybe three times, very clearly saying, I don't have no problem. I wouldn't have a problem. But my brother, and I think his brother's name was Andre or Dre or something like that. And then Chris Rock goes into how his brother would respond to his father becoming a woman. Still, there's flack about it. John Morant, being shirtless in a strip club at 5.30 in the morning with a gun on his own Instagram live. It's not like 
Someone videotaped him with a gun. He had the gun and put it on his own social media. There ain't no place to go get help for that. Except the rehab. My friend, not me, my friend Barr suggested to me, this is not me, my friend Barr suggested that John Morant is on that LT. <laughs> that John Morant is on that yayo. That John Morant is on that booger sugar. That John Morant is on that white girl. <laughs> because the only way, there's no bad decisions. A 23-year-old sober NBA star who's literally worth probably a half a billion. He's got a $230 million contract with the Memphis Grizzlies. He's got his own shoe with Nike. He's uh, the face of some sports drink, not Gatorade, one of these drinks. He's got endorsements up the wazoo. So let's say he's close to half a billion dollars, worth it, or it's coming to him. When you're in a strip club at 5.30 in the morning, and allegedly you flew that gun from Denver back to Memphis on the team plane. It had been in the Denver Nuggets Arena. And you've had all these incidents with guns, 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 guns. You're in the strip club with no shirt on, chest naked. At 5.20 in the fucking morning. 5.20 in the fucking morning. I get you, you're 23. Cool, you want to be in the strip club at 5.20 in the morning? But when you're in the strip club at 5.20 in the morning and you're flashing a gun on your own Instagram Live, again, nobody caught him with the gun. This was a decision. Like, you know, when I do my dick stain Donald Trump rants, that's a decision. Dick stain Donald Trump this, dick stain Donald Trump that. And I got to eat. There's ramifications for talking shit. When you decide to videotape yourself with a gun with no shirt on at 5.30 in the morning. You cannot be fucking sober. I don't know if it's a mix of alcohol, alcohol and weed, alcohol and weed, or that white girl, but he has to be on something. So when he says he's going to step away from the team and get the help he needs, reading in between the lines is he's going to some sort of rehab because he must be on some shit. Because he ain't dumb. Your friends ain't sitting there telling you to do it. You're choosing to do this. You have to be on that booger sugar or something, allegedly, in my opinion. My man Barr suggested it. I didn't suggest it. My opinion is that my friend Barr is right, allegedly, about his opinion about John ja Moran. Because all this get the help you need, nah. And what, John Morant and, and any of these athletes and rappers with the guns, but specifically John Morant, you, you ain't Steven Seagal. You ain't Jason Bourne. Like, what are you actually going to do with that gun if somebody tries to rob the $30,000 of gold teeth you have in your mouth? You're going to get on some Action Jackson shit? You're going to shoot some money? Like, what are you going to really do with the gun? You're not like Tony Soprano or some shit like that. You're a 23-year-old basketball player from a good family whose father comes to every single game. I haven't spoken to my father in five weeks. John Morant's father is at every single game. He probably flies with the team. 
And John Morant's father, if you're at every single game, why are you ain't at the strip club with him? You need to mind this fucking kid. And I know you can't control it. And it's nobody's fault. It's his fault. It's inevitably all falls on the shoulder of John Morant. But you're barking up the wrong tree. Like, you are barking up the wrong tree uh, and getting yourself in trouble. And I wish him nothing but the best. Listen, 23 years old, uh, people make mistakes. He can really, really turn this around. And you do, you do need to get the help that you obviously are in dire need for John Morant. Done. Came, saw, disrupted. Came, saw, disrupted. I am Rapport Stereo Podcast. Miles Jordan, a.k.a. the Bleach Brothers, a.k.a. the Dust. Brothers, take me out of here with something real nice. Take me out of here with something real loud. But end this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast with something real funky. I Am Rapport Stereo podcast, done. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you thought uh, on the future of TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album win album of the year? Will Biden's approval rating go up? Will it go down? Or inflation? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. You're smart. You know things. Bet on it. $20 bonus if you go to Kalshi.com slash stereo. Spelled K-A-L. S-H-I and deposit $50. Kalshi.com slash stereo. Get in the game. There is no guarantee of performance. An investor could lose their entire investment. Investment fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 